BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wow. Champagne is stout. Um, okay. So welcome to my kitchen. Um, it's it's you know what? It's a pretty nice kitchen. I'll do a tour on Instagram or something, but I'm very happy to uh rewind a little bit. Last time I talked to you guys was the Christmas mini episode. It was, it was a great episode. We were in my living room there in a house that I no longer live in because last time you talked, let's talk about the fact that we wrapped up 2021. Thank fucking God. Twas a doozy for me. Personally, I don't know about you guys. Might've been the best year of your life. A lot of growth for this gal. Lot of growth, which we love growth. Growth is great. And I know this sounds cliche, but growth comes with growing pains and loud, I had them. So anyways, I for one personally was a bit excited to see 2021 just skedaddle out of there. But um, we, yeah, I went to Miami for New Year's, was fun. I came back here, living my life. I'm like, I'm moving to New York. Yes, queen. And then I get an email that's like, um, hey, you have to move out in 30 days. And I'm like, fuck, you have every right to do that. But fuck, damn it. That's just me, I'm like, I'm sorry, I've got a lot going on right now. So I know this is the best housing market ever to sell. And you really want to do that because you have like a whole family. But I'm going to need like a year. Yeah, so we didn't say that. We wrote back, yes, sir. Okay, <laughs> I'll find something. And lucky for me, Taylor, actually. So I don't know. I'm sure you guys understand the housing market right now is crazy everywhere. But more specifically in Nashville, them, I mean, you cannot, people aren't even listing houses. They're just like doing it privately with real estate. If you're a real estate agent right now, good for fucking you. If you're listening to this and you're a real estate agent, Venmo me, bitch. Venmo me. I know you got some extra cash and go ahead and send it over to mama because you guys are killing it. So congratulations for the market. But regardless, renting or buying whatever you're trying to do, there's just nothing available. So I was having a small panic attack because also now I realize I'm not just moving to New York. I just just picture just uprooting your life to move half of your shit to New York and also figure out this new life in New York. And then also someone being like, oh, and the part that you wanted to keep, like everyone asked me, why aren't you just moving to New York full time? And I'm like, you know, it's just like the comfort and the stability that is found in Nashville. Like I've got my family there, family being Taylor and the kids. Like, I'm just like, I just can't like give that up yet. Like I just go back home and it's so peaceful and stable. Bitch, you thought. Bitch, you thought, because it's not, it's not peaceful and it's not stable anymore. Now you're uprooting everything, moving again. And keep in mind, I have a four bedroom house fully furnished with like a dumbass fucking sitting room upstairs with more furniture in it and shelving. So I'm like, okay, this isn't going to be just like the, the move to New York. Obviously moving to New York is not easy, but it's a one bedroom apartment. So realistically, it wasn't super, super crazy to think about. 
this move was the first time that I was like, oh, I need a squad, like a squadron to do this. So anyways, I, I thank God Taylor was at my house and she was like, we're going to figure this out. I go on Zillow. I don't find anything like literally fucking nothing at all. And, um, She's like, I just drove by this place on my street. And I'm like, no way. Because obviously a dream come true would be to live on the same street as my best friend and goddaughters. Also, and Mike, love you. Um, So I'm like, no way. So we just drive by. She's like, let's drive by right now. I had gotten the email from my landlord probably mm, like two hours earlier. We drive by, we call the sign. She's like, I can give you, she was so Southern, you guys. She's like, Hey, hon, I can give you a tour in the next 30 minutes. And I was like, perfect. So we go in, I tour the place. It's wonderful. It's great because it's actually a bit of a downsize in the sense that bigger living room, bigger kitchen, which you guys are seeing right now, if you're watching this and not listening, um, keep in mind, I'm keeping all these episodes, um, on YouTube now as well. So if you're listening and you want to watch, don't do it while you're driving, but all this is available on video as well. Thank you, producer Courtney. Anyways, we go and I tour it and it's great because it's it's just smaller. It's smaller in the places I needed to be smaller. It's one less bedroom, which I did not need four bedrooms for just me. That was ridiculous. And then it's, so it's a three bedroom with bigger living spaces to, you know, live in. So I got my podcast room, which you will see hopefully in the near future, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so we tour it and lucky enough, I put an application and boom, bada bing, I got the place. And this is great, but I had to then move. So a uh, lot to unpack here, metaphorically, literally just a lot going on. Um, I didn't think, I really did not think that I was going to be so emo. I'm going to be honest. I, I like turned the key and like looked at the empty house and I got like really emotional because I lived in that place for two years. Obviously the pandemic, we were all mentally not fucking well. Okay. If you said that you were thriving during the pandemic, just don't even talk to me about it. Just like, I don't want to hear about it. Nobody was fucking well during the pandemic. So I luckily got to quarantine in a, you know, nice big house instead of the apartment that I lived in like two months prior. But, you know, that house just saw so much of my life and so much of my growth. You know, I started the podcast in that house. I moved in with my ex. There was the first boy I'd ever lived with. I actually told him before we moved in, I said, I am not moving in with you. I've never lived with a guy before and I'm not moving in with you unless we are like getting married. I know you love me. I know I love you. I know we talked about getting married, whatever. Like eventually we'd never put a timeline to it. I'm not asking you for a timeline. I'm just saying I'm not going to live with another fucking dude. Okay. I mean that. And he was like, got it. Spoiler alert. Um, I'm going to have to live with another dude before I get married again. So, um, you know, life is not always as planned as you want it to be, which is obvious and cliche, but this is true. So I don't know. It was just like the first place I lived with a boy and it was just, it was like our home. And then we had a, you know, we broke up and then he moved out, moving all of his stuff, watching. And I talked about this in that, in the episode when my life got magic eraser, you know, watching the tangible items leave somehow affected me more than the actual breakup. Cause you just like saw it, you like saw it exiting your life. And you're like, this is fucking dark and sad and I don't like it. So I don't know. I, I watched my goddaughters be born and grow up in that house. You know, obviously Taylor's had Lola and she's 12 weeks now. She's so precious. She's so cute. And she, you know, she's going to grow up here now, which is fun here as if she's going to fucking move in with me. Shannon, get a group. All I'm saying is I did not see myself getting so emotional and I did. And I was like, wow, you're a little bitch. 
moved in here. My parents were angels, saints, and came for like a week to help me move in. I hired an amazing moving company. You guys have got to check out Black Tie Moving. They've moved me three times now. They have locations all over the US. They're incredible. Um, I, I cannot say enough good things about them. The people that were at my house, Taylor, my parents, like were like, we love these movers. We want to hang out with them. They were hilarious, but professional, did not break a single item. There's not a single thing I've unpacked that's been broken. And they were just class acts and used black time moving. Um, genuinely not an ad like at all. I just love them and I want to give them credit where credit's due. So use black time moving. Um, but okay. So what else happened? We haven't talked since December. Okay. Valentine's day, <laughs> Valentine's day. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie. I cried on Valentine's day. I actually just got off the phone with Taylor and I was like running through what I was going to talk about. Cause this is the first time that I had to like sit down and format out an episode. Normally I kind of just like talk about whatever, but it's been so long since we talked that I was like, I'm going to word vomit. And they're going to be like, we cannot keep up. And I know you guys already probably have trouble keeping up with me on top of the fact that it sounds like you switched your podcast mode into like four times speed. And you're like, no, that's actually just how fast she talks. So Anyways, I was talking to her and I was like, oh, yeah, I cried on Valentine's Day. And she goes, bitch, you cried on Valentine's Day. And I was like, yeah, I cried on Valentine's Day. Who are you talking about? Married with two kids. You got all these cute little handmade macaroni Valentine's Day. Yeah, I fucking cried on Valentine's Day. I was sad and alone. Okay. This is great because I was explaining to Taylor. I was like, you know, I would never talk about this on my Instagram because like they're fake. I'm just kidding. Y'all are, if you follow me on Instagram, y'all aren't fake. But I just feel so like rooted with you guys and like this like sense of like loyalty where I'm like, I have to tell y'all everything. And it's just where my like actual, you guys are my actual people. You know what I mean? I got so many DMs. Um, so many, I'll say like, let's say like 10, 10 DMs, none from my friends, by the way, my, like my friends in real life, no one sent me these photos. Cause they know I don't want to see shit like this. But <laughs> I got like 10 DMs that are like, uh, my ex with his new girl, like on this like fabulous, beautiful tropical vacation. And they were like, do you guys, how do you feel about him being Instagram official with someone new? And I was like, well, I guess I'll uh, explore that feeling now because I hadn't really thought about it until you guys DM'd me the photos. All right, now I am going to have to think about it. How do I feel? So I thought about it. I was like, how do I feel about this? Immediate reaction wasn't as stinging. Like I had always said, I know like when he has someone new, like it'll sting. It didn't sting as bad as I thought. And I think that just comes from like the pure health of John and I's re like relationship and breakup. I've, I don't want to act like I'm on my high horse here because I have so many exes that I literally wouldn't piss on if they were on fire. So I don't want to act like I'm holier than thou, but I'm just saying like, this was a scenario where we just had like the best breakup. So I think that lended a hand in me not being like, fuck this. Like I was very like, oh, okay. He's okay. He's moved on. All right. And let me tell you something. <laughs> you don't want to move on second. It's always nice when you move on first. It just is. I don't care how petty that sounds. It does not actually petty at all. Just like from a standpoint of just uh, mentally, it's nice when you find someone first. So he did that. And that's nice. That's great for him. I'm very happy for him. And when I say that, you know, people say like, I'm happy for him. I realized I am happy for him. I do want him to be happy. And I, it was also helpful. Like I didn't know the girl. So that would have always, I just always thought like, God, Nashville's so small. I hope I don't know her. Like that would just suck. If I'm like, oh, really? Okay. Hi, Bethany. <laughs> See you every other weekend. So have fun having sex with my ex-boyfriend now. Um, so that was a plus that I didn't know her. Um, I have only heard nice things about her. She seems like a very nice girl. And then I thought, how does this really make you feel, Shannon? And I was like, you know, it makes me jealous. 
And I'm not jealous of her and I'm not jealous of him. I'm jealous of what they now have because there's nothing better than that like fun honeymoon, not even honeymoon stage because that's when you first start like really dating. But I don't know how to explain it. You're just like, I love, I'm just such a relationship hoe. Like I love being in a relationship. I love being with someone and having a partner. And I was so jealous that they had that. And it just made me realize like, okay, I've been single for a year now and um, yeah, you're lonely, whatever. But like at the end of the day, I'm like, damn, I'm ready. I think that made me realize like I'm, I want that too. And I'm jealous. I'm jealous that, you know, they're doing something on Valentine's day. I'm jealous that anyone in life, anyone, if you were doing something on Valentine's day, jealous of you. I just was. And I think Valentine's day is so fucking cheesy, but when you're lonely on Valentine's day, I guess I only thought it was cheesy when I had a boyfriend. I was like, whatever. It doesn't matter. My boyfriends would be like, what do you want to do for Valentine's day? I'm like, you know, I don't care about that shit. Cause I don't. But when you don't have a boyfriend and Valentine's Day rolls around, you're like, okay, cool. No one's even texted me happy Valentine's Day except for my dad. Love you, dad. Thank you so much. So thank you so much. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I guess I just found myself being jealous of the relationship because I just missed it. So that's how I felt about it. I felt like it was important to bring that up because I had a lot of people saying like, how did you deal with that? Like, what's it going to be like when he's like with someone else? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll have to see when he's with someone else. And there's something to be said about a healthy relationship because I've had other exes move on and it was a much darker feelings. <laughs> so this was more light and airy, but it also, you know, like I said, you hate to be the one that moves on second. It's just, it's like Mario Kart. It's just not a vibe. You don't want to do it. So I, I was talking to Anna Grace cause you know, she just moved to, she moved in with her boyfriend. Also, I'm like, everyone around me is just so happy. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Anna Grace will say to me, I don't know if you all have friends like this. Anna Grace will go, She'll call me to tell me something like wonderful or beautiful about her and her uh, boyfriend coach. And I'm like, she's like, oh, and by the way, sorry. I know when I was single, I like hated hearing about all the blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, I, you're my best friend. I want to hear about these happy moments in your life. So like individually, when people call me and tell me great things, I'm like, that's amazing. But when I really think about it as a whole, I'm like, everyone's so happy. Oh, everyone's so happy and successful in their relationships. Fun. Cool. How great for you. But Anyways, um, uh, cynicalness aside, Anna Grace just moved in with her boyfriend. We're very happy for her, but she moved a little bit far away, you know? So now we're talking a lot more on the phone versus in person. (laughs) Miss her. We'll have her back on the pod ASAP Rocky. But, um, she was like, you know, everyone's timeline is just different. And, and I want to just bring that up because it's crazy to think that the timeline really is like important to note. It does all work out. And I know it's like, I'm going to say again, a cliche, but whatever timeline you're on is just supposed to fucking happen. Like I always say this, like an affirmation is just like, what's meant for me will not miss me. And that is career. That's life. That's friendships. That's relationships. Whatever is supposed to happen to you will not fucking miss you. So I don't know, like wherever the fuck my partner's out, out there, he's just busy. He's busy right now. And maybe he's trying to overcome some shit that he needs to cross off his list or get done or whatever, whatever he's got to do right now has nothing to do with me. And that's another good thing to remember. Being lonely has nothing to do with you. Like, unless you were literally strapping a chastity belt around your waist and boycotting, going on dates, being lonely has nothing to do with you. It's just the timeline you're on right now. And I'm trying to like, remember that and like find the joy in this loneliness because all my friends who are married, all my friends who have kids are like, you never know. You could meet your significant other tomorrow, which again, if I met my significant other tomorrow, that'd be fantastic. Great. I'm 28. Let's fucking keep going. But, um, 
if you meet them tomorrow, you don't realize, boom, you're done. Your, your lonely stage, your single stage, like that's over for the rest of your life. And are you going to want to look back at that and be like, I remember when I was lonely, I was so depressed and sad. Are you going to want to look back and be like, bitch, I remember when I was single, I was having fun. Even finding that fun within the loneliness is just important. So I'm trying to tell myself to kind of relish in the loneliness as much as I can, because I do believe my person's out there. And when I find them, this singleness and this loneliness, that's kind of nice when you really think about it is over just like that. It's over. It's done. And you can meet them tomorrow. So just kind of try to enjoy it. I'm telling myself this. I'm going to go back and listen to this podcast for myself. So I can be like, Shannon, just remember it's okay to be lonely. Um, let's see. I, I <laughs> have, I, what is my love life right now? Fuck. It's fucking bleak. I'll tell you that much. Um, I have, I will say this. I have been a bit busy and I hate to be the bitch. It's like, I'm just too busy for love right now, but like dead ass I'm busy and I'm not doing like fun shit. I'm like moving to two different, like in two different states I'm moving. And then some fun stuff is happening. You guys will kind of see it unfold um, here shortly in the podcast world. I'm very excited. I'm going to be co-hosting a few things. I'm going to have incredible guests on this season that you guys are going to be excited for. And keep DMing me or emailing me, however you want to do it with people that you guys want to see on here, because this is a podcast for you guys. So I want it to be people that you guys want to hear from. So um, not a lot of room right now for a love life. I'm trying to think of the last day. I, I don't think I've gone on a date. I don't want to lie. Let me think. No, no, I haven't gone on a date. So I've been talking to this guy for a little over a month and I, we talk every day, which that's interesting because that feels very, um, I don't want to use the word intense, but it feels very, um, intentional. Like it feels like, you know, we speak every day. There hasn't been a day in the whole month, a little over a month that we haven't talked every single day, which like, okay, that's interesting. But here's the kicker. We've actually never met in person. So that's a bit of an, not issue, but it's just like a, a, to be noted, asterisk, asterisk, we've never met. Um, there's a bit of a time difference situation going on here. So I don't know. I really enjoy talking to him. He's very direct and to the point, which at first I was like, Ugh. and then I was like, wait, okay, bitch, you're getting old. Okay. And no shade to anyone that's around my age or older than me. I'm just saying, cut the bullshit. And I realized for someone that's always preaching like no games, no this, like that's what you want, Shannon. I was actually having dinner with Taylor and I was like kind of, you know, doing what friends do and reading some text messages. And she's like, oh, I fucking love this. Like he is just to the point. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of nice. So um, I'm not, let's see, what will we call him? We'll call him Wi-Fi guy because we just talk on the phone. So I mean, FaceTime and text and whatever, but um, Bridgerton, Bridgerton, you guys, little fucking FBI's, y'all figured him out a little too quickly. I mean, immediately you guys are like found him. And I was like, oh no, oh, ooh, oh, that's, that's not okay. Well, yeah, that's him. So, um, yeah, we're just going to call him Wi-Fi guy and we'll just see, we'll see how it plays out. Um, I think I'll probably meet him here. <laughs> this is so weird. 2022 is so weird. I'm like, I'll, pro I'll probably meet him in like a month. Fuck. Um, well, yeah, I will, I guess. So keep you posted. It's nice. It's nice to have someone to talk to. You know, my friends are in relationships, their whole ass parents to two children. And then anyone else I talk to is like, I have a job, Shannon. Like I have life I have to do. So it's nice to have someone to like, I don't know, just talk to and get to know. So that feels nice. But when I tell you like it could absolutely crash and burn, it definitely fucking could. You know what's interesting though? I was talking to Wi-Fi guy and I remember, so we obviously, our only form of communication is on the phone. 
And I was like, I had this like little life lesson moment. I remember I called Anna Grace and I was like, I am so proud of myself. I did not, because like I said, we've talked every single day for a month and he's very intentional, very direct, like that a lot about him very much. And, um, it's like very feels very no bullshit. And that's kind of my personality. So again, it could crash and burn because maybe we're too alike, but I see a lot of differences and I appreciate the similarities in communication. Anyways, um, there's this one, t- <laughs> there's this one time he was talking about something to do with his mattress. And I was like, he had said something in the conversation. I just kind of naturally found like a lull. And I was like, I looked at my phone and I remember I wanted to text him. And I was like, um, <laughs> and Anna Grace taught me this a long time ago. I know I keep bringing her up. I miss her. Um, she brought this up a long time ago. She was like, and you guys will sometimes ask me, should I text him? Like, should I text the guy that I've been wanting to talk to? Whatever you put in quotes, him. And I'm like, well, it depends. I learned a long time ago that are you texting him for attention and validation or are you texting him because you genuinely want to like conversate with him? And so I thought about it and I was like, you said, like I said, the last text you sent was something about his mattress. And I typed out, ready? I I typed this text out that was like, oh, cool. Does the whole mattress like heat up or is it just like just a, a cover that you put on or a blanket? And I typed that out and I looked at it and I go, no, no, Shannon, we're not, we're not convert. If do you actually give a fuck about the mattress? Do you give a fuck about the mattress? You don't, you don't. So we're not going to talk about the mattress. We're not going to fill empty space with meaningless conversation because at the end of the day, we don't have fucking time. Just hear that one more time. We're not going to fill space with meaningless conversation just to make conversation. Nobody wants to do that. Think about your worst nightmare, running into someone from your high school at the grocery store, making small talk. Blech, no, thanks. That's terrible, right? Nobody wants small talk. No one wants to like, blah, blah, blah. how are you? Blah, blah, blah. No one wants to do that. So my favorite thing about this guy so far is that we've been very intentional and direct with each other. And, you know, obviously never having met in person. I think you got to be that way. And yeah, I did not respond to that text. And then we didn't talk for the rest of the night, which is obviously fine to talk the next day. And I was very proud of myself because I was like, I'm not going to just keep this conversation going for no reason. What are we doing at that point? What are we doing? We're talking about mattresses. What are we doing? No, I just moved four to five mattresses in the past month. I know more about mattresses than the average person, I feel like, but I don't want to talk about them with a guy I'm interested in. I don't want I don't want to talk about him. So that's a good lesson that I just recently like I feel like stumbled upon and we're going to we're going to enter that into all of our lives. We're not talking about fucking meaningless shit just to talk. Okay? Okay, cuz that's not how we build lasting relationships. Anyways, I'm really big on like, I don't know, like <laughs> me. I'm really big on like meeting people in person. Y'all are like, "Yeah, bitch, that's how it works." But I feel like I'm in a very much like a love is blind kind of situation except for I totally know what he looks like and we FaceTime. But anyways, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Um, obviously open to everything. People have been asking if I've been dating in New York. Like, what's the dating life in New York? I'm like, bitch, I don't even know what day they come take the trash. Like, I don't live, I don't live here. (laughs) I don't, I have no time to do anything. So that is currently, um, that's my love life again, kind of bleak, but it is what it is. Um, I am going to LA next week or this week. I go to LA this week. And then after that, we're going to keep on with the weekly schedule. Keep you guys nice and updated. Like I said, it's, it's really fucking hard when you go so much time. You're like, wait, so much has happened, but nothing's happened at all. Versus me being like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this next week. I can't wait to talk about this next week. So again, apologies if this episode was kind of all over the place. And again, I'm sorry it's in my fucking kitchen. But uh, that's what we're twerking with right now. So I need you guys to just strap in because season two is going to be good. We're going to fucking laugh. 
Hopefully we don't cry, but if we do, it is what it is. Um, and yeah, the next segment is fun. It's fun. It's this new segment called Ask Shannon. We could come up with something cuter, I'm sure. But basically, you guys are about to ask me questions. We've got your voices in there. So I'm going to hear what y'all sound like. Okay, don't use any fucking voice changers. I want to know who y'all are. And um, yeah, let's get it on and popping. This is how we're going to start ending all the episodes. So roll it, Producer Courtney. Let's hear the, let's hear the questions. Okay, so what do you do about a guy who isn't texting as much as you would want him to, but also you may or may not have gotten kind of drunk and confessed that your last boyfriend uh, smothered you with his attention? Because Ah. I'm afraid that is playing a role in the limited texting, but also maybe he's not into me. I don't know. What do you think? Okay, I I don't know why I just like really love that question so much. Okay, also good for you for being honest right off the bat. So you're giving him direction and that's great. I can relate this to a similar situation I had. So I don't know if you guys remember the guy that I talked about that ghosted me um, and then unfollowed me on my birthday. Oof, I hate to see it. Um, He, I texted him because I felt like a pull away. I felt like he wasn't really texting me and I don't need to be texted 24 seven. You kind of sound similar, like you don't like to be smothered, but I do want communication. I'm a big communicator. Me has a podcast. So I really thrive on communication too. And I remember I texted him because I thought like if I text him and ask him about his communication and like how he's talking to me, how much he's talking to me, et cetera. And he's like, Ooh, weird, scared away. Then we are not going to fucking work out anyways. Or I can cut it short on him ghosting me and give him a great opportunity to be like, I'm just not that into you. And it turned out he was not that into me. And all I said to him, I was super chill. I remember being like, what a cool girl thing to do. Gave him two, like gave him an out either way. I basically said to him, I was like, hey, I think I did. If I could change anything, I think I did start it out by saying I'm cringing as I type this. And I'm like, no, don't say that. Just say like, hey, by the way, like random thought or I don't know how you want to start it. Whatever sounds more like you. But I said, um, you know, I just feel like I haven't heard from you a ton and I just wanted to reach out. Maybe we communicate differently or maybe you're just like not looking for the same thing as me. Either way, just like wanted to like see where you're at, see where your head was at. And his head was at, no, we don't communicate differently. I'm not that into you. And think about if I had never said anything, we would have just casually kept texting and it would have been driving me crazy because I would have been like, oh, we're not talking that much, but I thought we were into each other, but I thought this, I thought that. Just asking straight up. So your situation, I think, definitely the my ex-boyfriend smothered me is definitely playing a role in this so I don't think there's anything wrong with being a cool mature girl and saying like by the way like I just said by the way I don't know if we just communicate differently I know I kind of mentioned that my ex smothered me but I might need a backpedal just a little bit I don't know be cute be flirty I might need a backpedal a little bit because I do really enjoy talking to you and I hope I didn't like make you think I don't want you to text me and I know you're busy and you have a life and I have a life but I don't want you to think I don't want you to text me because my ex smothered me. Cause I don't feel that way with you. Boom, bada bing. And if that freaks him out, he ain't the one for you because that's a really chill way to say something to someone. So my advice is 100% like ask him in a super cool way. Don't be like, don't smother him too in the process, but yeah, ask it in like a really chill way. DM me the template that you're going to go with and I'll approve her tonight. Okay. How do you stay so grounded in your fuck it mentality? How do you stay so true and like what pulls you in to just be like, fuck it. I am who I am. I'm going to live to my most authentic version of myself. How do you stay true to that? 
So I do think in the beginning, or maybe still now, I think the fuck it mentality is a defense mechanism for me. I spiral with the best of them. Don't you fucking fret. I be spiraling, okay? I have moments. And I I force myself. I don't know if there's like this other version of me that's like sitting on my shoulder that's like, bitch, uh-uh, and it yanks me out of it. And the only way I find it possible even, you know that like really, that viral TikTok that's by Rihanna that's like, what do you do when you don't wake up and you don't put power? And she's like, fake it, why not? Like better than crying yourself to sleep, whatever that like viral TikTok sound is. The fuck it mentality is truly like a defense mechanism to make myself not spiral back into like a crying mess. I think it's really good sometimes to <laughs> to just like look yourself in the mirror and be like, bitch, grow the fuck up. We're better than this. And I do that. And on top of all of that, like obviously, like I said, it's a defense mechanism to try to not spiral. But um, I'm just saying it's not, it doesn't always come easy to me. Sometimes I have to force myself back into the fuck it mentality. I don't want you guys to think I literally never care. I always care to some degree, right? It's just a lesser degree because I found in my life, I if you talk to anyone that knew me in high school, in college, in the first couple years I lived in Nashville, if you speak to anyone, they will be like, that girl was the most insecure. She like lied all the time. Like I've talked about this in previous episodes. Like I was just obsessed with creating myself into the version that made the most sense in any scenario. And that is so easy to sniff out. And you know what it became? It became exhausting. It was exhausting and it still is exhausting to me personally to be anyone but myself. And so I have just realized that if that is exhausting to someone else, which (laughs) we know a lot of people are exhausted by me, but if that is exhausting to someone else, there are so many fucking people in this world. Like just don't, talk to me. Don't follow me. Don't hang out with me. The only exception is I guess my family, if they're exhausted by me, fucking tough titties. Cause y'all got to stay around. But anyone else has every capability and uh, like they can leave, they can just go. So like I said, other than my family, cause big on family, if you don't like what I'm doing, then you just, you gotta go. And, and sometimes that hurts because sometimes people leave that you like, and you don't want them to go. Right. But they're like, I can't fucking do this. I'm not into you. I don't like you boys, friendships, relationships, anything in life. And that always hurts, but you got to just keep on moving. The world keeps spinning. You don't meet someone who just like meets you. And is like, oh my God, I love Shannon. I love being around Shannon. And you want to be around people that love being around you because I used to surround myself with people that I was smothering with my like affection. And I could feel them being like annoyed with me or pulling away from me. And I would just go on even thicker. And that just pushes them away even more. It's like guys, like no guy wants to be like, smothered like that either. So, I mean, for me, again, use it as a defense mechanism. Anytime I'm sad, I'm like, fuck it. They don't deserve you. It doesn't matter. Friendships. And I'm I'm actually, I feel like I've dealt with this more in friendships than any like relationship with boys. So I just try to stay grounded in the sense that I am who I am. I wake up every day and there's nothing, like you said, you can morph into a better version of yourself or worse version of yourself, but you have that core Shannon inside of you. I'm speaking for myself. I have this core Shannon inside me that for the most part, isn't going to change. So every day I wake up and I just, I, I am her. I'm her because what the fuck else is the option? Spending so much time pretending to be someone else is I don't have time for that shit. Like it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you wake up every day and you work at Sonic. Like you don't have time for that. You don't have time to not be Ashley. Be fucking Ashley. If you're wasting time trying to be someone else, like you just, there's so much other shit you could fill your time with and those people aren't worth it. And then you're doing this balancing act of pretending to be someone you're not for someone else's purpose and 
don't do that shit. Don't do that shit. And so that's how I stay grounded. I just look myself in the mirror and I'm like, don't do that shit. You're, but we don't do that anymore. That's what I say. Cause I used to do it all the time. I look at myself and I go, we don't do that anymore. What you're doing right now. We don't do that anymore. And then I don't do it anymore. If being an influencer stopped being a thing, what would you do for work? Easiest question ever. 100%, no doubt in my mind, I'd be a used car salesman. First of all, I've always built my cars used. I think it's a really smart thing to do. Um, I know that you guys don't really come to me for money or spending advice, financial advice, because <laughs> um, I've been spending money. Can't take it with you when you go though. But I am dead set on the fact that I would be a used car salesman. Like I said, I've always put my cars used. You know, the second you drive them off the lot, they just go crazy down in value. So if you don't have a trillion dollars, I just don't understand why you're buying a new car. I have a really nice car, but it's used because like, why did I need it to be new? They detailed it, they did all the shit with it. It had low mileage when I bought it, like whatever. So anyways, I'm already selling, look, I'm selling you guys cars right now. I would be a used car salesman. I would fucking kill it. My dad told me when I was younger, he, he said, Girl, you could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman wearing white gloves. And I said, T, you're right. I could. And that's what I guess like influencing is just selling people shit online. So I would be selling cars. I would be, I would like have one of those like spinny signs. I'd have people out there or those, I kind of look like one of those blow up machines or like, that's what I would do. I would have a really cool commercial too. Anyways, well, I'm kind of like, I kind of want to be a used car salesman. Huh? Maybe I should open a side gig. That's what I would do. Easiest question. All right, so I have like five people on the roster at a time. Just wondering what your thoughts are on maybe how to cut that down. You know, maybe just having one or two people we're talking to at the same goddamn time. Are you not fucking exhausted? Like, are you not tired? Are you sleepy? Are you getting checked? That's a bit, that's a, that's a stiff roster. That five. Okay, here's my thing. Like, let's just say I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Not that you need it because I want y'all to be fucking. But let's just say you're not even having sex with all these people. That is exhausting to talk to that many people. I would, me personally, because I'm kind of scatterbrained, I would 100% forget what I told who. I feel like I would like have to make like clip notes and like sheets like color coded because I'd be like, I don't, I don't remember if I told him or her that. Yeah, I don't remember. So my advice is, so I love doing this. This is so fun. Okay. So I heard it somewhere. I can't remember who it was. I need to look into this because I've been getting in trouble for not crediting people. I'm sorry. I can't remember it all. The internet's a large place, but someone was talking about an ick list. I think it was Tinks and it was, um, basically like a pros and cons list, but I liked her spin on it better. It's where you, <laughs> it's where you only make a con list. Like you don't even give them any pros. You just make an, an ick list. You go through and you decide things that you don't like about this person, right? And that way, anytime they upset you or anytime they bother you, you just pull up their ick list and you're like, you know what? They kind of fucking suck. Honestly, never mind. Like you're just reminded of these little things that bother you. And I'm talking, you can do this with your husband too. It doesn't have to be like something to make you, you know, like break up with the person. It's just nice to have a little ick list to remind yourself that you're better than them. So I, I say for your five team player roster, which is just large, make ick lists for all of them. And whoever you find yourself gravitating towards to pull their ick lists more, then we got to cut them off the roster. And I think, I think you should keep it down to, you, let's, let's, let's work slow here. Let's get it down to three. And then realistically, I think you should have it at two. Two is a lot to maintain. Like I said, I don't know if you're, these people live in town, if you're fucking these people, or if you're just like genuinely conversing with them. But that, even that is like, I don't even have five friends. 
I don't, I, that is too many. So make a list for all of them and whoever you pull most, we got to cut them out, cut them, cut them loose. Not worth your time. Um, we forgot to record an ending. So this is me with no voice from LA. Can't wait to tell you these stories next week. Telling you, I love you fuckers. Bye.